3: Dick Steele throws short to Prattley Dick Steele gets it back
4: Still looking for some support. Ball into the box towards the near post. it's Not well cleared, and it comes back to Prattley. Prattley backwards to Cullen. Cullen ball into the box. is a decent
5: looking one, and it's, it's And t- It's a goal from Jason Pearce.
1: Returning back to the side with a strikers finish. Great ball in from Josh Cullen, and Jason Pearce stretching his left foot out, managing to get the contact he wanted. And after 34 minutes, Cheltenham have the lead at Adams Park. Well, the, uh, the, the ball in was just a sumptuous one from Cullen. It was, uh, a throw came in, it went back, to, back and forth to Dixon, Lapsley, and nobody was quite sure where, how to get that ball in at, at pace. Eventually, it came back out and swung in superbly, and Jason Pearce, met it full-on on the volley, and dispatched it past Allsop, and Charlton have the lead. Back inside, Taylor. Gate sends it to his left, but he's overcooked that to Harriman. That will sail out of play for a throw, and there's the whistle. Get in there, Charlton have the three points. It's been a hard-working affair in this second half. Wickham have banged on the door of the Charlton defence that have stayed strong as they had to.
2: Very good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. It's the big match preview coming to you live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley as we get ready to look back at the win at Wickham ahead to Luton and also we're going to hear an exclusive interview with Robert Lee is Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, all right, thank you. Yeah, are you uh, had a good week? been All right, yeah, yeah it was there Tuesday night. Yeah, I you was, was there, you were there right, right in the thick of it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. You had to be, yeah, and joining the uh, the pair of us here in SC7 is Mr. Nathan. Well, how are you getting on, Nathan? I'm all good, yeah. Can you hear me all right, yeah, yeah, Lovely, fun. yeah. So fine You sound, you sound, yeah, I had a frog in my throat, so <clears> throat>
6: throat> I thought
2: I'd clear it out. i oh, good, I'm glad you did before the show started,
5: <laughs> yeah.
6: No, I'm good. I'm doing good. it's positive at the moment,
2: Everything's yeah, seen I, know. Me really good. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we'll come on to how positive things are in a second. But just to run you through then what's going on on tonight's big match preview, we're going to uh, talk about the game at Wickham. We're going to hear from Lee Boyer and from Jason Pierce as well. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to hear from Rob Lee, or Robert Lee for uh, the uh, pedantic people out there. Uh, I spoke to him during the week. He's doing the Upbeats walk uh, on uh, on Saturday, so we're going to hear from him. Uh, then, of course, we're going to look ahead to the uh, Saturday massive game here at the Valley with Luton Town. We're going to speak to Simon Pitts, who is the uh, Luton Town commentator, and then, of course, Lee Boyer himself will preview uh, the game uh we are right back in the thick of that top two race aren't we tom yeah it's been a, a good week so far um come on tom it's four points <laughs> come on we're going up <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah we're going up yeah
4: no yeah it's been really positive and um six points surely did you say four it's
2: four points off oh
4: i thought you meant we got four points in them two games yeah That's no like four like points off the to top six. two
6: uh, coming up don't fight
2: <laughs> i can't do <laughs> maths. calm, <but> calm down <laughs> everyone
4: yeah um yeah no it has been and what I was about to say is um, we, we weren't at our best, I don't think, either game, and we've come out with six points. Uh, everyone seems to think we're going to beat Luton, and I agree. Well,
2: that's a formality. Yeah,
4: and uh, we, we're spending all our time now just looking at where the others are going to drop points. But yeah, the the top two's very much on, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm
2: just planning what I'm doing on playoff final weekend because I had penciled that in for something else. But no, I might. We've got a spa weekend, haven't we, yeah, Nate? Yeah, hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Nate, um, yeah. yeah, I mean. It was a, it was a real battle, uh, Wickham Wanderers on Tuesday night. It had to be, but I mean, Lee Bowyer said it himself. He made the four changes in the build-up to that game. He brought in the likes of Jason Pierce, George Lapsley, uh, Darren Prattley, the, the, the sort of players who are available uh, and willing to, to get involved in, in a hands-on and dirty battle. And, and, and it proved it proved the right decision because we got the three points.
6: Yeah, I think on um, gate preview before Plymouth, we I think we all said that we'd, we'd expect Piercey to come in for the. The uh, Wickham game because they played last time. And yeah, I think it was one of those games. I think Bo said it in his post match that probably last year we were not at won it. And I don't think anyone could disagree with that. Um, well, Wickham
2: weren't in our league yeah, last year. So.
6: Or, a ga- or, a ga- or a game like that because we would have been at, at fault uh, easily. But yeah, it's a good, it's a, is a, it's there the games that are, uh, that will, um, that'll prove, prove your mettle in this league and we're actually standing up to it which is a nice change
2: yeah now Piercy the uh, the match winner slightly controversial I guess that he comes in for Naby Sorry, always will be with the way that Naby's been playing but again uh, Boya said he was that sort of player and uh, we'll hear from him later on in the show but the two games he scored goals in this season away to Burton Albion when we were poor uh, and, and needed a, a captain's goal and away to Wickham when it was a battle and we needed someone just to edge us ahead I mean it's, it seems like that's exactly the sort of game that Piercy was made for
4: yeah and I think we said it coming back from Plymouth on Saturday that he would probably come in on Tuesday firstly to rotate but secondly because of the nature of the game um, he marked Akinfenwa pretty much out the game at home um, um, unfortunately for us they swapped him and played him up against Bauer instead as a result of that but Pierce was still imperious at the back and, uh, and kept himself up there I don't know if it'll be in the interview later but talks about the decision he almost made to go back but stayed up there got his foot on it and, and managed to get us a very vital goal and yeah, the goals, uh, I think last season as well, he scored some important goals and he's just one of them players, like uh, Boja said so many times this season, he's he's our leader, he's our warrior on the pitch and it was exactly his sort of game and uh, yeah, he came up with the goods as well at the other end.
2: Yeah, was a rear guard action in that second half, you know, Wickham are absolutely fighting for their lives, they're one of many teams in that weirdly massive relegation battle but they are only one point above the drop zone um, I thought they were actually quite good actually they, 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 they were a handful it's amazing to think that now I think they've gone 12 games without a win now but they uh, apparently apparently were quite unlucky against uh, against Portsmouth on the Saturday um, I think they probably would count themselves unlucky against us they had chances they should have taken Dylan Phillips once again in inspired form after his brilliant penalty save the weekend as well uh, Naif I mean Bayer Bo- says in his interview, "These are the games where you have to put your body on the line." And h- how many games in that League One promotion season under Parley did we win one nil towards the end of that season, home and away? Um, I mean, that is exactly the sort of performance that promotions are made of.
6: Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't so long ago that Wickham Willow were eighth or ninth in the league, so they're not, uh, you know, a, a team to be to underestimate. And yeah, they're not going to be free flowing and partial off the. The pitch, but you know they're good at what they do. They're efficient at what they do, and like you say, it's it's those games that will that will get you promoted because it's impossible for them to play for us to play beautiful football that we always want to see, and um, and that strikes as uh, if you if you if you're not going to be playing well, you're going to need that strong mentality, which I think we've got in abundance this year, which is throughout the squad. Yeah. Um, and like you say, you mentioned earlier, Burton was another game where. You know, maybe we've probably got a lot more than we probably deserved, but it's one of the, it's. You know, it's a battle, and it's never always going to be pretty.
2: No, I think um, another player who perhaps epitomised the spirit that, and the hard work that we we saw on Saturday, is someone who's really played their way back into the game now, in in Igor Vettikeli. Um I mean, he, he got standing ovation when he went off. I mean, he absolutely ran his knackers off. He is now a castrated person because he ran them off. Uh, and it's great to see that him and him and Taylor have started to form this partnership, you know, potentially scored against Plymouth, although I think that's still to be confirmed. At the time, I thought he had, watching the video back, I'm not sure he has. Yeah. But, you know, for, for him to be, the work rate he put in on Tuesday night, it's all about, especially especially when it is a difficult second half, you need people running, running chasing the ball down to the other end, and he did that.
4: Yeah, it's ironic we gave him a standing ovation when he could barely stand himself, because <laughs> about 60 minutes, we were crying for him to come off because he was absolutely knackered and and Boya kept him on and kept him on and kept him on and the longer he did I was worried because I thought if he runs for one of these balls and stretches himself he's going to do some damage and injure himself again but luckily he didn't and when he did come off I was just pleased that he could get some rest because he put an unbelievable shift in and especially towards the latter part of that second half when uh, Taylor dropped back into kind of a five-man midfield He was just, or any of them, when they were lumping balls forward or getting balls clear and into the channels, Igor was hunting down every single one, outpacing his defender nine times out of ten, putting him under pressure, doing all the stuff you want from a forward. And it takes confidence to do that. And you can see it coming back. And we've spoken week on week on week for the last probably six or seven that you can see the old Igor coming back. And he needs a couple of goals, I think, to really be what he was, but you can see that that player is still in there and and the confidence is coming back and just getting matches under his belt. He's getting used to playing regular football again and I just worry whether it'll come too late in that the season will obviously finish, for one, but also whether we will keep him next year. But the way he's played the second half of this season, irrespective of what league, I'd love to see him just get another year and another chance to really get a full season under his belt.
2: Now, the goal itself... um... It was, I think, it was a set piece that everyone was up for. That, that sort of got cleared, and we ended up working it back to Josh Cullen, a, a glorious ball over to that far side. But I mean, Pearcey had to, he, he still had to attack it. And I think the, the defenders there will probably feel a bit let down. They've let themselves down there by letting him get in between them. But the so strikers finish that from close range it's not as easy as it looked.
6: No, and obviously it's, it's great to have um, two centre halves. And obviously Pearcey and Naby, who's probably one of the, two of the best finishers we have now. But um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's good to see as well. And it's always nice to see captain. Score goals. Um, you know he wears his heart in his sleeve, and he always hundred and ten percent. So, um, but yeah, it was, an, it was a tricky, a tricky little finish as well, because obviously I was only I was listening in, and at first I thought it was Edda. and then they said it was like a volley. I was like, oh jeez, he has got it in his locker. But yeah. yeah, no, it was good to see, and um, obviously he kept a clean shit as well. It was a
2: bonus. Now, someone else, or another group of people, we have to mention. The fans, and hopefully you can just about hear this video uh, I, I took of them after the game on Saturday. They never stopped singing throughout the entire game. Literally, there was not a minute where there was not a song going on. The Charlton support on uh, on, on Tuesday evening was absolutely spectacular
4: yeah I had to um, had to stand for the whole game. I had to sing It was hard work <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was amazing, and we were stood uh, in the middle. And you had a group on one side with a drummer and then a group on the other side. And for about the first 20 minutes, they weren't singing the same thing so we were getting a mix of both and then about halfway through they started to figure it out and then when that whole stand was singing together it was a it was a fun place to be and in that second half as you say it was backs to the wall most of the play was down the other end where they were attacking and obviously as away fans you want to see a goal right in front of you and, and that didn't come but despite all of that the the fans just didn't didn't stop singing and, and like I say 30 sec uh, sorry 30 seconds like 30 minutes after the final whistle there's still fans in there singing and it just shows and, and as we've spoken about that that good feeling around the place at the moment the, the away end selling out the atmosphere at away games it was the same at Plymouth at the weekend it's just it's what you want as a football fan and sometimes when you have all the, the crap games and the losses and everything else that goes on it's nice to just have a little run like this where we're still playing for something everyone's together and it's uh, you can kind of forget everything that's going on behind the scenes and just enjoy it because that's that's why you get into football.
2: Now, of course, uh, like I say, that last uh, 10, 15 minutes in particular, uh, Dylan had to make a couple of saves. Uh, obviously, everyone knows about Adebayo Akinfenwa. He's still playing you know, well into his late 30s now, but he's still a real handful and he gave us uh, gave us some problems. Dylan made a, a, a good save from him. There was a header, I think, possibly from Alex Alex Samuel uh, towards the end as well that he, he did a good save from what well, Al Abt it was. But yeah, Dylan in great form. But yeah, that, that defence, they had to stand up and they had to put their bodies on the line in that closing stage.
6: Yeah and it, it obviously starts from the front and we know that this year there's been um there's been times where we've had to dig deep and show show our grit and show another the ugly side of the game the ugly side of the game where sometimes you don't really see that often and I mean obviously deals has come in been you know I think what was it he's conceded the least amount of goals in the EFL and he was eight or something this, this
2: calendar year, yeah, yeah
6: exactly and then I think there's probably a lot of people out there who are probably eating a bit of humble pie and I'm happy for that because um, he wasn't people wanted other goalies and that but I think Dills has done brilliantly since he's come in deserved his number one spot he's improving every week yeah. and he also helps with having a great back four and I think Bo's saying about Jacko helping out you know doing the defensive side of things and it, it's a good platform for us to build on going forward so um, yeah massive shout out to everyone
2: yeah. yeah over seven hours now since Charlton conceded a goal which just shows how well uh, everyone is working together at the end and of course again those celebrations at full time um, I mean Bo you could, you could see what it meant if you saw the, the video that the club took from on the pitch uh, <laughs> him sort of uh, saluting the crowd as he was coming off and then the players as well I mean they know they've been in the battle but you know that that togetherness, once again, with the, with the support and the um and the uh, and the players, and there's just this belief now. I mean, there's a real belief that we can catch up with that top two because I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the fixtures remaining for the other teams in a minute, but they are, they've got some tough games, and we've got some tough games as well. But there is some, there's going to be some more twists and turns before this is. Out. I mean, we're we're still outsiders, but we're outsiders with a chance now. That's right. Yeah, we're we're still in the hunt, and that's the most important
4: thing. And playoff place is all but guaranteed now. So we can put that to bed. And whilst that top two is still on, why wouldn't you go for it? We're the team in form. We've won or we haven't lost in 10. You know, I think only Luton have better form than us in the whole league and that'll drop when they lose to us on Saturday. So yeah, we're just uh, the unity between everyone. It's what Bowyer wanted when he came in. It's what a football club ideally would have. And given all the issues, like I said earlier, that are happening, to have that at this stage in the season is amazing. And The players deserve credit, obviously the management deserve credit and the fans do as well because we've had to put up with some bad times in recent years and we're still travelling in our numbers and and helping the team on and and Bowie referenced it today, he referenced it after Plymouth, he referenced it the other night as well. It makes a difference to those players, it really does and like I say when you're defending the goal right up the other end of the pitch and you can hear your fans just singing away, it, it must feed through and you can see the difference it's making and yeah it's just so nice to be a part of that and to just enjoy the ride and who knows where we'll end up if we get top two then obviously amazing if we don't we're in the playoffs and even again with this unity you've got a. To- you've got to think that other teams are going to fear us because, as I say, we are the form team at the moment in this league.
2: Now, of course, I spoke to Lee Bayer after the game at Adams Park on Tuesday evening and you can hear there are still fans in the ground yeah. still singing his name as well, which he certainly yeah. appreciated. Um, and he said after, of course, Sunderland dropped points against Burton at the same time as us beating uh, Wickham Wanderers, he said you know, that we are still well within that race for the top two.
7: I've said that people above us are going to drop points in... And- and they're still going to keep happening. There's still loads of games to go, you know, and um, I'm just so proud. I have to say I'm so proud of the players tonight. They've given everything. They've put their body on the line like no other game this season. The, it, the, the most that they've had to, to physically, that was so demanding for them. So demanding. It, it, it was unreal, right? The, the pressure the, 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 just to compete and fight for every single ball because... That's what Wickham done. Wickham competed and, and, and they're good at what they do. And it doesn't matter what the
2: score is at this time of the season. The most important thing is, is the three points. See, Wickham fighting for their lives at the bottom of the table. But for a team going for it at the top, you know, 1-0 wins away like this on a Tuesday night. That's what promotions are made of, isn't it?
7: Yeah, another clean shit. That's what I mean. The, the lads, they, they, they put their body on the line. They blocked, dived in front of shots. it They've done everything that I asked. I said, look, don't leave nothing out there today. Like you have to give everything. You're going to have to compete like you've never competed before, because we're fine. a They're a side that wants to stay in this division, and we're a side that wants to get promotion. So you've got two teams that are going to give everything, you know. And I'm so proud of them because one the result is a great result. We could have scored more. Yeah, of course we could, um, but. But that's the way it is. We will take the one-nil 1 0 and, and happily go home with that.
2: I get a feeling that this is the sort of game that Jason Pearce lives for. Uh, so, probably quite a feeling that he's the one who gets the winning goal as well.
7: It's made for him, wasn't it? I said um, uh, yesterday when obviously I changed it, I said um, to, to Jacko and the other staff, like, this game's made for Pearce. This game's made for Prattley, made for Lapsley. Like, they, they love battles, you know? And. Uh, and we had to, they had to be at it for, for 90 minutes, 90 plus minutes. Percy defended like a lion, and obviously to come up with a goal as well, great ball from from Josh Cullen. But I thought everyone was outstanding tonight. Everybody.
2: Because you made the, the four changes for, before kick-off today. Was it a case of a rotating, but b bringing in the sort of players that would would fit this sort of fixture? Yeah,
7: yeah. It, like it, that, we've we've got players now that that fight and, and compete and last season we was too lightweight and I think that showed tonight that that we can go away and play against these strong physical sides and, and compete and win and I said to them like don't worry about the games that we've outplayed teams and and, and, and murdered, murdered them in possession these are the ones that get you promotion these ones it and um, the, the tough ones that are physical and and a battle, and individual battles all over the pitch. They're the ones that, that, that get you promotion. So, like I said, I can't tell you how proud I am. From they should be proud, so proud of themselves as well. Fans were unreal. Didn't stop singing the whole game again. Like it, I think they're enjoying it, you know, because I, I guarantee you, they like to see the good football one that, that we're playing this season. But I bet they love that as well, seeing everybody fighting and for, for their team. Because that's what everyone's done there. They've all given hundred percent, and they couldn't have given any more.
2: We'll so see right back in that race for the top two now, and there won't be many teams in better form than Charlton at the moment.
7: No, no, I don't think there there'll be many better than us at the moment. Um, and we've got all our players back. You know, it makes a massive difference when you can rotate. When, when you've got the the players that we have in the squad fit, then. Yeah, we're, we're definitely dangerous. That's that's for sure. But we haven't had that very often. So, uh, but yeah, t- t- listen, there's a long way to go. Was well, it five games to go now? You, you never know what's going to happen. Even today, we've we've closed the gap on Sunderland. They're in second now, only four points. Okay, they've got a game in hand, but they've got a hell of a lot of games and a hell of a lot of difficult games. They've got, to, got, they've got to play Bristol Rovers, I think. Portsmouth, Dunker, Like These are all sides that we've played and, and done well against. And now it's going to be a challenge for Sunderland and Barnsley and, and Portsmouth. And for us, everyone's fighting for this. To, uh, want- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation,
3: we thought we'd bring our prices up
7: To get to top the, in, in the top two, and um, but it's definitely going to be more twist before the end of the season for sure.
2: The Momentum has been with Charlton, they've really played well. This oh, it's a quickly a taken nothing.
1: corner into Williams in the penalty. A chip ball back across, headed clear. Only as far as gets something on it, so does Vetticoele. Oh. oh, cleared away. There we saw again. Yes. Come on, this time it was Vetticoele. He go, Venikale's header. I don't know who it came off in the end. <laughs> deflected in. It might have been Williams. I've no idea who that came off last. But it over the outstretched hand of Ramsdale. But it was Vedakali's head header. John McEwen up for the uh, dropping ball. But it took a deflection off of somebody. And it's in the back of the net.
2: There we go, Lee Bowyer after Tuesday evening's uh, superb 1-0 win away at Wickham Wanderers. that's given us a real chance of getting into that top two. Now, of course, the goal scorer for that game was Jason Pearce. The Addicts captain uh, came back in to start again. First time for a little while since the Bristol Rovers game. But obviously, Naby Sarr uh, came in whilst Pearce was injured. And he's pretty much kept him out of the team ever since then with his performances. Uh, Bowyer decided to shuffle his pack because of the nature of the game we were going to have against Wickham. Um, I think we'll hear from Piercy and then we'll come back and discuss it because it's quite interesting you know he's the captain of the club he would expect to be playing but at the same time obviously he wants everyone to be happy he wants wants the, the mood to be fair and he admits that you know it's nice. It's it's nice for him to come back, but in reality, Naby Sarr hasn't really deserved to be dropped so far this season. Yeah,
5: and no, obviously I was pleased to uh, get a start. Um, obviously Naby's been playing; he's been doing really well. Um, so I've had to wait my opportunity. But um, but now obviously we knew what they were about today, and they're fighting for their lives at the bottom. So we knew it was going to be a real tough game. And all the lads gave everything tonight. I think everyone saw that. Um, and uh, I was fortunate enough to, to pop up with, with with a goal, and it it was the winner in the end. So yeah, I'm delighted.
0: Not just a goal, it was a cracking volley from, I mean, the delivery from Josh Cullen was was superb. You had to be on the end of it, hit it sweetly, knew it was a goal as soon as you left your foot.
5: Well, no, I didn't to be fair, but I just thought at the time I was going to run back with Pat because right, I thought the attack had finished, but I thought, oh, no, I'll stay up just in case a good ball comes in. It did, and luckily I was, I was there to finish it off, so, yeah, I was delighted.
0: Uh, Lee Lebo, did he mention before the game that uh, chances might come few and far between and we've got to take them if we want to win this one?
5: Yeah, I think, yeah, he, he did mention that and, and also that we had to win our battles tonight and I thought everyone could give their all, like I said, and... Um, everyone to a man. Uh, we, we, we rode our luck towards the end. Um, they had a couple of good, good chances, which Dylan made a couple of good saves and a few blocks from the boys, but we hung on in there and um, it's a tough place to come, so it was, it was vital. We got three points.
0: Obviously, a squad game, you said earlier on, you know, you've know, you had to wait your time with uh, Naby playing so well, uh, but for sure, with uh,
5: only five games to go, the whole squad's still going to have to play its part. Yeah, no, of course, of course, and I know that. Um, I'm old enough to know that, and at the end of the day, that's, foot, that's football, you know. I, I got, I got injured. Um, someone else gets an opportunity, and Nab, Nabby got his opportunity, and he's, and he's taken it. And I'm, I'm one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm honest with myself, and I'm, I'm honest as a person, and, and he didn't, doesn't deserve to be dropped, you know. So obviously, I want to play. But it's frustrating. But it's a team, it's a team game, and he's done well, and I, I support him and Pat all the time. I think the lads will say that, and um, i just wait for an opportunity. And today, I got an opportunity, and I felt felt like I took it. But we'll see, see what um, the manager does at the weekend. Just going to
0: keep showing in the video the goal then, just to, just to remind you.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, no listen, I, if, if I get called upon, um, I'll, I'll always do my best. Um, I'm the captain of the club at the minute, and um, everyone knows what I'm about. So a, a game like tonight was was perfect for me. Um, but Saturday might be different, I don't know. Um, so, you know, I just, um, if I'm not selected, then I'll, I'll keep supporting the team, and, and, and we, all, we all want to achieve the same thing. So, That's it.
0: People only said that uh, while you're on the pitch, uh, in games like tonight when the extra effort is needed, you
5: need a bit of crowd support and uh, you can't argue that uh, no. the travelling addicts gave you that. No, superb again tonight. I mean, obviously I've been on the bench the last couple of weeks and obviously I can, I can hear them a lot more when you're, when you're on the bench and they've been unbelievable, to be honest, and really helped the team um, and given us that extra push. So I can't thank them enough and from, from, from the lads as well. It's, just, it's, it's been great to have them behind us and hopefully um, obviously at the moment we're giving them something to cheer about um, and hopefully we can keep that going.
0: In the dressing room, is it a tough thing to try and keep your mind just on on the, uh, the games in hand rather than the prize at the end of it?
5: Um, Bo, Bo, the manager, he, he, he said to us all along that he, he feels like we can get in the top two, so he just keeps drilling that into us. And um, at the moment, we're getting we're getting the victories, we're getting clean sheets, and the boys are playing well, doing well. Um, so. Long may that continue, but obviously, like you say, you've got to keep your feet on the floor, and if we take, take our foot off the gas, we'll, we'll get beaten by, by any, any team in this league, so luckily we, we're keeping it going at the moment, and we've got pit players on the bench who want to play, and the, and the lads who are playing are doing well, so yeah, we just need to all stay together.
0: On a decent unbeaten run now, three wins back-to-back, back, uh, going into the game against Luton, it's decent form, and that's the sort of form you need against tabletop.
5: Yeah, that's obviously going to be a massively hard game. Um, they're, they're a top, top team in this division. They've done great. Um, so, yeah, and, uh, everyone's going to have to be on it uh, for the weekend. Obviously, it's at home, so we have have the fans, home fans behind us. And, um, again, we'll just keep, we'll give our all and, and try and get the three points.
2: Well done tonight, Jason. Cheers, thank you. Obviously, Sunderland dropping points tonight, and we, we've seen the, the clubs above us dropping them. Do you think the more the and win, it'll put them under more and more pressure as we go towards the end of the season? Yeah, I
5: think so. Yeah, yeah. I think um, obviously if we keep winning. They keep looking, looking behind, and they seeing the Charlton keep winning. Um, it's going to be difficult for them as they know they've got to win. But you know, we're four points off it, which at this stage of the season is is a, is a decent little gap. But we're just going to keep plugging away and keep trying to win the games.
2: And obviously, your your two goals now this season have both sort of edged quite difficult games. You must be pleased that you've been able to add a captain's goal perhaps at the right time. Yeah,
5: no, I'm just pleased. I'm pleased to to get back. I've had a, a tough time with, with in, injuries of late. I'm um, fortunate. just the way I play, I feel. I've, just the way I play, I, I'll pick up some injuries. But no, I'm, I'm pleased to get out there today and, um, and and provide a goal for the team and, and obviously get the clean sheet. So it's the most important thing is the victory.
2: There we go. Captain Jason Pearce there after Tuesday evening's game against Wickham where he got the winner himself. Um, as he mentioned, of course, um, you know he's been kept out of the team by Naby. I mean, that's... Bojo's always said if you play well you keep your place in the team and that's what Naby did when, when Piercy went out injured um, and and he hasn't really come back into the side since then other than like we say that Bristol Rovers game and then of course on on Tuesday night it's a, it's a fair decision from Bojo but it's going to be interesting what happens now because Piercy played very well on Tuesday night and got a goal as well
4: Yeah it's tough for either of them really because they both deserve starts and, and there's only one left-sided position unless we're going to play three, three central defenders in some sort of 3-5-2 which I know we switched two towards the end, but I don't think he's gonna go with that from the start. So it's a difficult one for Sunday. Um I, I don't yeah, it's difficult because as I say, neither of them deserve to be dropped. It was the same with um with Dills. Obviously he came out initially, um, after the start of the season and and then when he came back in after the loan spell, um and, and kept his place and, and fully justified. And again you see Maxwell come in and you think, ah, oh, you know, it's only a matter of time but Again, both stuck to his word. He said, "If he plays well, he'll stay in." in and that's what's happened. And same with Nabi. he's been he's been phenomenal. I've seen people today talking about potential player of the year for him in terms of that comeback he's made. So, yeah, it is difficult for either of them. They've both got their their qualities, um, and I think it will be very much dependent on what Bowyer makes of Luton, how quick they are up front, um, and how much ability we'll have to play it out from the back as to which one he picks.
2: Obviously, um, the, the way Pearcey was speaking there is he's, he's just, uh, you know, sounds like very much one of the good eggs. Um, you know, he accepts the decision from the manager, which you have to do, even if you are the captain, of course. But uh, which way do you see it going on Saturday, Nave? Uh,
6: I think Piercy a start. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, uh, I think um, as much as they, they score goals for fun, obviously, but you've got Collins, who's not there. Cummins, Hilton, and Cornick. So they're not blessed with pace. So I would, and they're not the biggest. So you're cons- holding them back, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just feel like Hiltons. I think they're just. No, it sounds stupid, but they're all just good finishers. Like of Owen Connolly, Connolly's there, so they're good finishers. But I can't see. Um, they don't really have target men. So you'd think maybe Nabby against the big target man with pace. So I, I, I can see it being Pat and Paddy. Uh, Pat and Paddy. Pat and Piercy, um, but who knows? Maybe Nabby impresses in training, who knows? But um, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine Piercy
2: would play. Mm. Um, I asked him about, of course, again, our, our chances of catching that top two. And he did say four points is a big gap at any point. Um, it's just that, you know, if we keep winning games, they will, as Piercy said, they will be looking over their shoulders.
4: Mm. Yeah, and, and as we've said earlier, we, we're the team in form, and we have to assume if we're going to dream of the top two at all that we win all our games and then it's about well will they drop any and if so where Um, and it's as we've said it's still possible and while it's possible Bowyer's not going to let that that spirit drop you see when he took over last year and we were however many points outside the playoffs and he wasn't saying oh well we'll make a push for it he was saying from day one we'll get in the playoffs don't worry we'll get in the playoffs we'll get in the playoffs and we did and now he's saying we can still push for top two and I imagine given that that we will push them all the way and You know, a team, if they go a goal down early on and they know that Charlton are playing somewhere else in the country and breathing down their necks, it's going to scare them because, as I say, we are the team in form and we've just got to do what we can do. And if we win all our games and it's not enough and we finish third, you hold your hands up and you go, fair enough. But we've just got to give it everything we've got, first of all, and, and see what happens and see where the cards fall. But... I still think there's more to play for in this season. I feel like there are going to be slip-ups and it's about whether we can take that chance.
2: Excellent stuff. Right, we've got a special treat for you now on Cholton Live. Don't forget, of course, this Saturday before the game against Luton Town is the Upbeats Walk, setting off from uh, Footscray Rugby Club next to the training ground uh walking the 9 miles uh sort of over shooter's hill and then down and then across by the looks of it this year uh to the valley all in aid of the uh the Charlton Upbeats raising money and awareness of course for that really great program uh, all three of us in this room are doing it and there's someone else who's doing it uh, there's a few legends doing it in terms of former Charlton players but one of them is Robert Lee now Rob Lee is a real Charlton uh hero from back in the day he uh made over 300 appearances uh for the club uh, before he went on to Newcastle he was playing at a very difficult time for the club he was here uh, when they left the valley, had to play at Selhurst Park. But don't forget, of course, Charlton managed to get into the uh, the top division in their time uh, during that exile. A Very good player for the team, uh, and of course, his sale uh, to Newcastle, where he went on to become an England star as well, uh, helped to fund the return to the valley. So I caught up with Rob, who, as I said, don't forget, you can meet him on the uh, Upbeats Walk if you're coming along uh, this Saturday. But I caught up with him on uh, on the phone during the week, and he says he has some very fond memories of his time here at Charlton.
8: I had eight great years there, really. People um, say to me, "Yeah, well, why didn't you leave it a little bit earlier?" But I, I, you know, I thought I left at the right time, probably, mm. um, because I enjoyed I enjoy it there. I had a great time there. It's me, my dad's a him. and uh, as everyone knows, I, I worked on the uh, Turnstiles for a few games, and uh, <laughs> it was, it was it wasn't far from my house, my home, my family. So, uh, and we had some we had some great times considering the, the problems we had. You know, getting promotion a couple of times, getting to the, the First it in Premier League, if you like, and and not even being at the Valley, so it was um it, it was a good times. So I enjoyed yeah.
2: it. Yeah, because I was going to ask. I mean, with all that turmoil that they had off the pitch during your spell there, with having to move to Selhurst Park, um, did did that make it tougher to achieve the success that you did on the pitch?
8: Uh, yeah, I, I think um you know I think when you're not playing at your home ground, I You can mean, you can see it now with with, with even with the likes of Tottenham and they're not playing your home ground. Your home ground gives you a huge advantage. You know, I made my debut in 94 against Grimsby and, you know, I think it was a week later the club went into liquidation and John Fry from Sunley took over and we realised we had to get out of the valley and, and within a few months we were playing at Seller's Park for, for years and, and then ups Upton parts. So, yeah, I, I think for, for Lenny Lawrence and that group of players to um, to manage to get into the first division with the big boys um, playing in front of smallest crowds away from you know Cacela's Park it's not it might be only seven miles or so but it's a it's a slot there for, for fans so um, yeah it was it was difficult but um, I think it brought the team and and even the fans together really
2: hmm. and of course when it when it did become your time to move on um, to, to Newcastle I mean obviously it was important for you to, to further your career but is it, is it nice to know as well that you're your sale played such a big part in the club being able to afford to come back to the Valley.
8: Yeah, I, I, yeah, without a doubt. I think as Alan Kerbs tells me they, um, they, they, I think Charlton at the time, you know, I, I I'd been there eight years. I, I, it was time for me to move on and, and, you know, all due respect, Charlton needed some money. Um, they just sold, that, they, they, they sold me to the, to the, probably their biggest rivals in that division because we'd started the season very, very well. I think we were Top or second for a, for a few games that I was there. And then I went to Newcastle, their biggest rivals. But, I, you know, I think in the long run, it it, it it suited both parties. You know, Charlton got what they needed to do, which was
2: get some money and then go back to the Valley. And I needed to see if I could play at a high level. And of course, you, you said it yourself, um, Charlton's always had a reputation as a, as a family club. Uh, and that brings you back on Saturday, of course, with the upbeats, wall. Because um, have you always felt, like you say, that that sort of community element uh, to the club and how important that is to the the club and its supporters?
8: Yeah, I think it's always been like that. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people coming through now don't actually realise I play for champers. <laughs> I think people now just they see the Premier League and anything before the Premier League was <laughs> was they don't, they don't they don't know about it and they you know I mean they don't care about it really. But you know, it was a family club and I was there. Um, and it still is. Um, Keith Peacock, who I've known many years, played with his son Gavin, good friend of mine still, has uh, asked me loads of times to go back to the game. Obviously because of my son's playing football, it's been very typical. But um, it's, it's, this Saturday has given me a great opportunity to go back and do the walk, which I've been promising to do, and, and also see the game.
2: Mm. I mean, yeah, are you able to keep much of an eye on, on Cholton now? And in particular, of course... Uh, the job that Lee Bowyer does. I was trying to work out, I wonder if, if Lee might have been coming up through the, the youth ranks while you were still at the club, so I wondered if you knew him well. I, I know
8: Lee really well, yeah. yeah. I, I, we we golf together and I, I, I him yeah, extremely well with, with, uh, with a good friends, so um, I didn't like him when I played against him. He was, was a <laughs> pest, but um, I think he was when he played against everyone. But now, um, since we both retired, we've, we've played golf regularly. So yeah. I'm a good friend of his. He's done a, a marvelous job, a fantastic job, under difficult circumstances. Um, and they look strong. I said to Bo when they went when Charlton went to Luton at the uh, start of the season. I said it's, a, you know, it's the best team I've seen here. So uh, and nothing's really changed my mind. I think they're a, they're, a, they're, a, they're a decent team. They're very good.
2: Yeah. And he, he just surpassed his 50th game as uh, league game as Charlton manager on the weekend. I mean. Uh, as you've known him over the years, did you think he had that that management quality within him? uh
8: no if you' would asked me I would, <laughs> I would have said no he was um you know, he's a bit younger than me and and uh he was quite lively when we used to go out and would play golf and but he, he he always had a passion about football i mean he he was always very passionate about football, but I think sometimes you, you don't really know until you try that's the thing and i think um he fell into the position when uh when, Carl, when Carl left um stacking him for a few games. Done so well, they couldn't really get rid of him. And, and this season, as I said, they've done marvellous to be up there, uh, and and got a very very good chance of going up. I think.
2: Now, of course, um, once we've done the walk on, on Saturday, we'll sit down and relax in front of the top of the top of the League One table class. And that's if I get through the walk. I've got a <laughs> I've, I've got a dodgy knee, I've had a
8: dodgy knee for ages. Uh, so I'm just making I'm
2: making sure that I uh, try and last these nine miles. So. <laughs> I, mean, I, I made it last year, <laughs> so I think I think anyone can do it. Um, but of course, um, it, it is Charlton against Luton and. Probably fair to say that Luton have been the surprise package of the season. I mean, they've absolutely stormed the division, and of course, you've got a vested interest there because your, your son Elliot is playing for Luton as well. But you must be so impressed with um with how well they've done so far this season.
8: Yeah, well, it, it doesn't surprise you really. I mean, I, I, Ollie and Elliot were both there last year, and they um, they took you know the second division. I took it by storm really, and they, they tried to play with you know Nathan Jones, the manager at the time. It wasn't kick and rush to actually try to play football. It's very difficult to get out of the second division doing it, but they did it. But they bought players that could play higher up and that's you know, and the the uh, the other side of the coin is that sometimes they good better players find it a struggle to play when you're playing in the second division on poor pitches and and uh against and against teams that just hoof it. So, um they bought their players that could cope in this division. So I knew once that they they got up, I think I, most of the players would be better. I, I generally thought they had a chance because they have got good players. Mm. Uh, they play the right way. You know, Mick Hartford's come on once Nathan Jones has left, and it's kept everything the same. They try to play football. They don't. They don't. You know, they don't just smash it out to the number nine and yes, out midfield. They they try and play. You know, very similar to Charlton. So it, it'd be, but the way teams play against them, that's the thing. You know, I think when you get a reputation of playing, and, and you get you start winning games not many teams try and play against you they always sit in and try and catch on the break but Charlton might do that Mm -hmm. I I think Saturday will be a good game of football
2: Brilliant Well Rob thanks for joining us on Charlton Live and uh, I'm sure all the Charlton fans doing the walk on Saturday will look forward to meeting you as well
8: I'm looking forward to seeing them all I'm looking forward to seeing everyone I'm really looking forward to going back to the Valley so hopefully it will be a a good day for the walk and um, a good day for watching the game as well
2: There we go. Great to have Robert Lee on this evening's Charlton Live, uh, an Addicts legend, uh, slightly before my time actually, but you, you hear stories of, of fans who've gone before, and uh, yeah, they always say what a good player he was uh, in the middle of the park there for the the addicts. and of course with his son Elliot playing for Luton Town, perfect timing to have him on the show as well. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he can give. It. I, I do love the story about the fact that he used to he used to work on the turnstiles here um and uh, and then ended up playing for the first team as well so don't forget upbeat's walk on saturday if you can't make it you can still donate to the upbeat's look out on uh, social media uh, there'll be plenty of uh, of uh, links to to where you can donate as well right let's start looking ahead now to the the game uh, with Luton Town, the Hatters are absolutely smashing it uh, this year. They're on a 28-game unbeaten run, but it's got to end somewhere, isn't it, lads? It's got to end somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, thank you for that noise, Nathan. And yeah. um, and uh, and uh, of course, um, they're, yeah, they're coming to the uh, to the Valley on Saturday. I spoke to Simon Pitts, uh, who's the Luton Town commentator uh, and a fan, of course, as well. And he 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 did admit that he didn't really see this season uh, going quite the way that it has.
3: Well, it's been amazing. I mean, uh, certainly uh, didn't expect us to be uh, 28 games unbeaten and top of the league uh, with a bit of a gap. But, uh, you know, it's one of those, it's just, it's what dreams are made of. But I think we've deserved it from recent performances, you know, that the run has just kept going. And, you know, when you've got that team spirit, you, you do keep going, don't you? And we saw Accrington do it in our league last season in League Two. And we've done it in League One this year and set a club record at taboo.
2: Mm. Now, you know, eight point gap. Uh, Above third place Sunderland and second place Barnsley at the moment. I'm I'm sure you're not going to say it, but it is looking pretty certain now that Luton will be going up. And at at the start of the season, did you see this coming?
3: I didn't see that we'd be eight points clear with five games to go. No, I'll be totally honest. Um, You know, we had a tough start. Everybody knew that. And, you know, we only took one point from our opening three games in the league. Um, We started to build and then the momentum kept going. You know I think for myself personally, at the beginning of the season, I was certainly hoping that uh, we'd be putting pressure on the playoffs um, and what, was hoping that we'd be in and around you know the, the top six positions to to have a chance or at least be um you know pushing for that. But the way the team's played and the way that we've just got kept going this season, um you know it's been it's been fantastic, and you know the performances most weeks in and out have, have just been certainly of late have been very good
2: and of course you had to deal with the heartache of uh, of Nathan Jones leaving to go and join Stoke City halfway through and i remember saying at the time that you know famously i, I hope that would that could even derail Luton season and give give us a chance of perhaps catch, catching you but it seems like the the transition couldn't really have gone any more smoothly to make harford
3: No, you're quite right. Um, You know, there was obviously the fear that with Nathan going and taking some key members of the backroom staff, um, the shock of it happening in the the way it did, you know, so soon after the Sheffield Wednesday draw at Hillsborough in the FA Cup. um, Yes, you you could fully expect and understand that things, you know, if you started, if you lost a game or drew a game that you were expected to win, then suddenly the momentum might be lost. But all credit to the players, you know, they've kept that run going and they've actually had more games unbeaten since Nathan went than him starting that run so uh, you know that's credit to Mick and everybody involved at the club the backroom team that's still there those that have uh, been promoted to support um, and the players and the squad that we've got that we've been able to keep that going and you know whatever's however it's affected the players off the pitch um, it's not really affected them on the pitch.
2: So what is it that's been Luton's uh, uh, the secret to their success this season and I remember when Charlton came to the Valley. I'm guessing it probably wasn't their their best performance of the, of the of the campaign because generally they're so good at home. It's very rare they drop points, but even away, you know they've won they've won just as many as they've drawn and lost as well. So what is it that's been uh, that's kept them going so far this season?
4: Well, I'm not gonna let that
3: slip with five five games to go. At my had played Charlton on Saturday. If I knew I uh, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be talking to you, would I? I'd be uh, managing somewhere. But no, I think you know. In all seriousness, I think the team spirit is a big thing. Um, a lot of the players talk about there being no bad eggs in the camp. Um, you know, I think also the momentum helps, doesn't it? Once you start an unbeaten run, the longer it goes on, the better that it continues. Um, I mean, it sounds in a way a bit daft to say, but you get that momentum, you get the the spirit building, you get the fans on your side, and it just then keeps going. Um, You know, at some point, whether it's this season or next season, we are going to lose a game. You know, we're not arrogant enough to think that uh, we're unbeatable, um, but the players have the confidence in themselves to go out and perform week in, week out. Um, and, you know, that it has been an amazing run. I mean, it is a it, it, history record-breaking run. So, you know, let, let's not um, get too carried away with ourselves to a certain extent. It, it's never been done by Lutontown Football Club. And I read a stat today that said it's the first time in 125 years that a club has gone on 21 games unbeaten in the league following a promotion. Um, i think it was liverpool in 1893 <laughs> 94 season or something you know and that's just ridiculous yeah. um but you know it's it, it, yeah, it's just, it's been fantastic to watch we've enjoyed it you know you, you go into every game hoping of course whoever you follow um that you don't lose but for luton it's just been this incredible run since the middle of october
2: yeah it's brilliant and now um it's probably a difficult question when You've, you've probably got more than one you're going to want to pick. But, I mean, who who is the best player or the most dangerous player that Charlton fans should be wary of uh, at the Valley on Saturday?
3: I think you're quite right. I don't think there's one specifically that, um, you know, it would be fair to pick out of the squad that we've got. We've got several players that have, have done superbly well this season. We've had three in the um, EFL team, League One team of the year, um, one of whom was actually in the Football League team of the year, you know, the combined from the three leagues, James Justin, uh, our left back, um, Jack Stacy at right back has been very attacking. He was in the league one team of the year. Um, the one that will obviously miss the match on Saturday, courtesy of a sending off, um, last weekend will be James Collins, uh, currently top scorer and also, um, in the team of the, the player of the, the year for the EFL league one. So he'll obviously be a miss. Um, but the strength that we've got in the squad, um, you know, it, I, I honestly wouldn't like to pick one name out. I think our Player of the Season award presentation night in a few weeks' time is going to be very interesting to see who the fans will vote. um, You know, throughout the, the season has been their best player because you literally could sit six or seven people in a room and they'd all have a different opinion.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah, and now just away from uh, this this season on on the field in particular, is you've had some good news off it as well with the the new ground coming up and with. Promotion in the offing, it would seem. Um, it feels like it's a pretty good time to be a Luton Town fan, especially considering what you've had to go through over the last seven or eight years with the the, the the relegation into non-league.
3: Oh, it's been incredible. I mean, this season on and off the pitch is is defining for the football club, but also for the town of Luton itself, um, because it's not just a football stadium that will be built. It is all the facilities and everything that goes with that particular development and also the development that will in effect fund it out at Newlands Park um, by the motorway junction that is is equally mm. important for both the football club and for the town itself. So, yeah, to have both of those approved by the council um, in this calendar year as well has just really added the, the icing to the cake and you know really does give a great future for, for the football club and for the town.
2: There we go, Simon Pitts there. Thoroughly miserable after a, uh, a horrible season for Luton. <coughs> Safe in the knowledge they're going to get thrashed here at the Valley on Saturday as well. Obviously, it's been a great season for Luton Town and Simon um, in, enjoying it as well, as, as he well should. Uh, interesting, of course, they're going to be out of, uh, is it Collins? The striker, James Collins, is suspended. He got sent off last Saturday, uh, two, red, two yellows. So, I mean, obviously, that just makes it even easier for us. It's already quite easy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they have absolutely flown Nathan, yeah. um, even with 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 your namesake Nathan Jones leaving, yeah. uh, you know there was a danger that could derail them. But Mick Harford has kept it going quite comfortably for them.
6: Yeah, I think um, obviously when Nathan went, uh, I didn't they...
2: realise you're on first name terms of him.
6: <laughs> with uh, with him going, I think it would have been. Uh, crazy I mean if, if Mick did go, go in and change it because they played the same way the last couple of years they know style of play they know all the roles so yeah it makes sense that he's kept it the same and it's f- fair play to him because you could easily try and change him try and put his own stamp on things but they all know how to play and, and obviously they, they deserve to be where they are I mean the, 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 the game at Kenilworth Road was a tricky game and I know we only got a last-minute equaliser but it, they're a good side and they and it's going to be another tricky game on
2: Saturday yeah absolute wow game that was as well wasn't it? <laughs> absolute wow well, yeah, well. right a couple of tweets uh, that have come in just before we hear from uh, Lee Bayou looking ahead to the game F James I see uh, that the new Alan Kirbishly is here but I stress this could be the regeneration of our club forget about the fungus type wart up top uh, this is the Boyer era arising hopefully he's talking about when he says up top there he's about Roland and not Lyle Taylor yeah, that's what I,
4: <laughs> like, I think that's just his hair
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vital Charlton says I reckon we're going to absolutely smash Luton Town that's what we're saying Vital Charlton on Saturday uh, with the way the club is going right now I think our strength will outweigh them fingers crossed And Anthony w- uh, Waghorn uh, was delighted to hear the, the interview with Robert Lee says I'm old enough to remember his first game and he is one of the last true legends of the club certainly was now Lee Boyer is another true legend here at the uh, at the club, and he's looking ahead to Saturday's home game uh, with uh, with Luton Town. He knows that we're in for a tough game against the Hutters Hard game. Uh, they score goals for fun. Um, they
7: deserve to be where they are. You say our run's good, theirs is even better. So, I think Mick, the, the, the manager has to take a hell of a lot of credit for, for what's happened there. He was in a good position when he came in, and I understand that, but he could have easily have changed things around and tried to tamper with it, but he, he didn't, and uh, you have to respect him for that. And It's like my saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I was hoping he was going to try and change things around, but he didn't. And uh, For me, he deserves a hell of a lot of credit. He has good players, and uh, he's just maintained what they had, and and his recruitment in January was very good. I think Monker was a good signing for him. Um, he's added to their squad and, and goals. He scored some important goals since he's been there. So uh, I think he's, I think they've they're done very well. Luton can't see them dropping out of the top two, and uh, for the runs they've been on, they deserve to go season's best
1: crowds expected at the Valley are you expecting a tense tight game
7: I think it would be a good game um, I think it would be entertaining it would be two teams trying to stop each other uh, and then I think the team that, that takes their chances best will win and at the moment we're defending very well like us to take our chances more that we're getting, but you never know, Saturday could be the day where we might be limited to chances, and but we take all of them and then then we'll win the game Is Christian Bielik available to you on Saturday? Don't know yet, he had his injection Monday, today he's going to do like training session with us and we'll see how he comes through that if he comes through that okay and tomorrow okay then he'll be in the squad, but have to be careful because you have to look at the bigger picture. I would rather lose him for like another game than lose him for four. So uh, I'm going to weigh up and and see how it goes this morning really.
0: Are there any other injury
7: doubts for Saturday? No, no, we're all good.
1: And uh, any further news on your contract negotiations? When we spoke last week there seemed to be some confusion about it. Have you been
7: able to iron out one or two things. Uh, yeah, yeah. have just, funny enough, I've just spoken to to leave, and literally, I walked walked in this morning, and he was here. So, um, we had a quick five minute meeting, and um, he asked what what I was thinking of what the offer was, and and we had a good conversation, and uh, it was a positive conversation, and um, he said he wants. Wants myself and and the staff to stay. And I said, Well, it's likewise. Um, So, yeah, it was a uh, a good conversation, positive conversation. So they know what I expect. And um, so, yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll get there. Might take a little bit of time, but it's took this long. So, a few more weeks ain't going to hurt, is it?
1: Could we see you signing a deal sooner rather than
7: later? Uh, I, I don't know I don't know I think for me it's, I just want to try and concentrate on what we're doing here this is so much more important than my contract um, I, I just want to see us keep winning games and, and see where we end up at the end of the season regarding whether we can get the top two or, or if we're in the playoffs so um, that's that's the most important thing for me the contract thing is going to sort itself out um, but I just want to get promotion, so that's more important. Like like people keep asking me about the contract. Yeah, it's great, and and yes, I like everyone knows I love the club. So it's, um, but yeah, when it's going to get sorted, I, I don't know. But like I said, my focus is on winning games at the moment.
2: So there we go. Just a little update there from Lee Bowyer uh, on his contract situation as well. Probably you're probably not even paying him money. Just a tin of spam or something, aren't they? <laughs> like, um, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll worry it's about the beef next yeah. Year. We'll we'll worry about the game for now because um, because uh, we'll, we'll probably talk more about the contract on Sunday. Um, yeah, he's uh, no injury, added injuries apart from Billick, who's still going to be out. So there's going to be some interesting choices. The first one we've talked about, Saar for Pierce. So we've had that discussion in the midfield then. So obviously we made a few changes. Williams went out of, of the midfield on uh, on, uh, on on Tuesday evening. The likes of Lapsley and Prattley came in. So it'd be interesting if he sort of changes it back to how we were at uh, at Plymouth, obviously minus, minus Billick. Do you think he's more likely to go for that more free-flowing side rather than the battling side that we saw on Tuesday?
6: I think so. Yeah, I think you'll see. Um, I think you'll see Reeves and uh, Williams come in. Yeah, I think so. And then you'll have Cullen and Arebo. Um, I think it's the type of game uh, that they're probably going to be suited. It's going to be quite quick. It's going to be quite. It's going to be a good footballing game. I think, and um, it's a game that, especially Johnny and Ben, will love mm-hmm. to be involved in with a. A nice, quick, intricate
2: passing. Yeah. And I'm another player who's impressed recently. Again, when coming in the team, in and out, Dick Steele. Um, you you were pleased with his performance on Tuesday mm. evening, weren't you, Tom?
4: Yeah, I thought he played really well on Tuesday. kept uh, kept that side of the pitch relatively quiet. And I've got my issues with Darren Prattley, but he's not really suited to to that wide right position. So Dick Steele didn't have a lot of cover over on that side, and I thought he did really well up against two players a lot of the time. So I, I do think Solly will probably come yeah. back in for the weekend, and he was being rested for this weekend, but. I think Jick Steele has done really well there this season and, and Tuesday was good.
2: Well, we saw that great assist from Solly away, mm. uh, didn't we, against uh, against Plymouth the, the the game before as well. It's going to be a fascinating game because as we know, um, Luton Towns just score goals like you won't believe. They score so many goals. They attack from their full-backs, you know, so, which means our full-backs and, and uh, midfielders are going to be up against it as well. But it's going to be a really fascinating game and I can't see it being one where either team is going to be sitting behind the ball and trying to make it difficult. No,
6: I don't think so. No, I think like you say, like Luton, um, they obviously rely a lot on their width. Um, but I think with Solly being probably one of the best one-on-one defenders in the league, and Purrington, who's good defensively, not so much going forward for me. But I think they're going to be going wide. But I think through the middle, I think we're a lot stronger in my opinion. And um, I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's good. They're not going to sit behind the ball. That's for sure. And then I was thinking, with the with the way the league is at the moment, we we can play without any fear, without any pressure. We've got playoffs signed, still delivered. Mm. We've not, you know, it's going to be hard for this top two. But why don't we just have a go? We can play with no fear. The pressure is everyone above us, including Luton. So, mm. have a go and then see how we get mm. on. But um, I think it's going to be a really good game yeah. because usually the games here of people sitting behind a ball and it's going to be nicer. It's going to be probably a little bit more. And ugly. you
2: think about the games. The games against the good teams here have been excellent games. Sunderland at home, oh, uh, Barnsley, the like, and then Portsmouth have all been great games mm. that we've won as well, or, or Sunderland got a decent point as well. Sebo says he's given us a list of reasons why we're going up when you compare it. To to the season 97-98 so if we we're on a winning run without conceding a goal during the running we went eight games without conceding in 98 uh, we lost to a stoppage time goal in the northeast on the opening day obviously Sunderland this year I think it was Middlesbrough in that season uh, and the gaffer was a West Ham fan as a kid that's Curves and Boyer. so according to Sebo we're 100% going up which is true lovely stuff lovely stuff I mean if Sebo says it's true that's, yeah. that's the rules. Uh, right, I mean, I said we have a quick look at the running that the other teams have got. So, Sunderland, of Course, who we're four points behind, they've got a game in hand on us. But their next four games are all against teams within the top nine. So, Coventry at home on Saturday, Good Friday, they're at home to Doncaster. They've got to go to Peterborough away. They've got to play Portsmouth at home. Uh, then they've also got Fleetwood Town away and Southend away uh, before the end of the season. Barnsley at home to Fleetwood, easy ish. Um, Shrewsbury at home, easy ish. Away to Plymouth. Well, Plymouth made it difficult for us, mm. but we did beat them. Uh, then they're at home to Blackpool. There's another team they're doing okay. Then away to Bristol Rovers on the last day. And then you've got Portsmouth, uh, who are at home to Rochdale, who you'd expect them to win. Burton Albion have proved to fawn in a few team sides uh, recently. At home to Coventry, a difficult one. That Sunderland-Portsmouth game we've mentioned. Then they're at home to Peterborough. Not an easy game. Then they're at home to and stanley which you'd say on the last day of the season you'd expect them to win. I mean, they have got some difficult run-ins. I mean, I'm not saying we've got an easy one, but... Oh, it could be. Let's see what happens Saturday, but if we win three points, it could be wide, wide open. That's the thing, and, and like we said earlier,
4: the, the formality is we have to win all our games, so that has to happen, but if it does, you've got to think that there's going to be drop points over those three teams. It's just about who drops points and how many they drop, but I completely agree with you. They've got some difficult games to play, and a lot of them, even if the teams that they're playing aren't in the top seven or eight, they're teams that are fighting for their lives down the bottom as well. And so long as they're not playing too many of the sides in the middle of the table who've got nothing to play for, which there isn't really any because of the relegation fight, you've got to think that everyone's really playing for something. So it, it's, it is exciting. Like you say, every weekend it, it's changing around. But you just imagine if we come out of this weekend and we're still within touching distance, then the confidence we go into that Easter break where we've got two games very quickly, one after the other. It's, uh, it's exciting. It's very exciting. It's going
2: to be fascinating. Right, right, let's quickly have your predictions. These are high-pressure predictions, Nathan.
6: I'm going a 1-0 uh, last 10-minute set piece for Charlton. Yeah? Yeah. Score? Um, I'm going to go with... Um Joe Rubo. Lovely.
2: Tom? And I go
4: 2 0 Charlton.
2: 2 0 Charlton. Come on. That's it. Come on. That's what we're doing. Right. This has been Charlton Live, the big match preview. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening to the end. I've been Louis Mendes, Luton Town here at the Valley on Saturday. Three points. If we win three points, we are right, right, right back in the mix for that top two. We'll see you on Sunday evening. <laughs>